Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, my guest is Eric Robel, Product Management Executive at CoreLogic, to talk about the pre-built solutions offered by the CoreLogic Discovery Platform. When it comes to climate change, it's hard to know the impact it's going to have on our planet, let alone your portfolio. Climate Risk Analytics by CoreLogic will help you make consistent decisions from the national scale all the way down to individual properties. You can even assess projected losses for every structure in the continental United States with financial figures, actual numbers, not arbitrary letter grades. So one day when regulators ask how resilient your business is in the face of climate risk, be ready with Climate Risk Analytics by CoreLogic. Learn more at corelogic.com slash climate risk. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sarah. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. I'm really excited about this topic because I've been able to see the the CoreLogic Discovery platform in person, and it is <laughs> it's really hard to describe uh, without someone seeing it how kind of amazing it is. So why don't you why don't you describe briefly what the Discovery platform is and and why CoreLogic developed it? Yeah, that's a great question, Sarah. Um, you know, we, we developed the discovery platform with the promise of delivering business insights to drive outcomes faster. And so, you know, we've been, we've been in the data business for a long time. Um, and what we wanted to do was just make it much easier for our clients to go from data to insights to outcomes. That's what the discovery platform did. Um, it did a couple things. One, we have the ability to onboard a customer within 24 hours, get them credential, get them on the platform, um, has access to every every bit of data that CoreLogic has. We're going to give you nationwide access. You really, the keys to the kingdom, as it were, around CoreLogic's data. But I think one of the most important aspects of it is that we have a collaborative workbench where we're going to pair up our data experts, our data scientists with our clients to really get to those insights quickly. You don't have to get up the learning curve on this complicated data environment. Um, and so that that was sort of the promise. And, and, and that's been what we've been doing. We've been in market for about two years now, and it's really been about um, being able to deliver an insight within within a day rather than weeks of of going through a process of that might be doing an evaluation agreement, FTP and data over, we can get on the platform and immediately get the insights with our clients. Well, you know, that's what you've done with HousingWire. We've partnered with you guys. And obviously, we're looking at different things than a lender would um, or people in real estate. But um, that's exactly what happened. It's like, here's what we want to know. And you guys partnered with us on your end to to be able to get us that information really quickly, which I think is key. And, you know, that brings me to my next question or next comment, which is really like, this is supposed to really sort of level the playing field for small to mid-sized lenders, right, to compete against larger lenders, because instead of having to go out and, you know, build an entire data science department, which I don't even know what that would cost or look like, they can take advantage of what you guys have already done. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Sarah. I mean, certainly building out a, a, a data science capability is expensive. We know data scientists are expensive. Building out the analytical infrastructure is expensive. And so, um, and so just building that out as a starting point. But I think the other thing is that, you know, we've got billions of records of data. You know? And so navigating an incredibly complex data landscape and then taking that data landscape to build those insights 
you know, we do that day in and day out. And we understand our data better than anyone. We understand the use cases and needs of our of our client industries. And so, um, you know, it's really, it, 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 it really, to your point, it, it does level the playing field in a way, right? You don't have to go out and, and hire those analysts and you don't have to get up the learning curve. We're going to help you get those insights in a day because we know our data inside and out. We know the most common use cases. We understand our industries. And so come on the platform, partner with us, and we'll get you the most critical insights to power your industry, whether it's mortgage or real estate or insurance. We have that ability to do that. So we're going to go into some of the new uh, capabilities that you guys have built and just announced um, recently. But first I want to ask, you know, so if, if I'm just a, you know, I'm a lender and I want to get this process started, what does it take from my end? Like you have, you have all this data and then you have the lender. Is, is, is there like an ombudsman? Is there like a a translator, interpreter, analyzer that kind of uh, steps in there? Yeah, so I mean, the way it would work is, um, you know, we, we would engage with a new customer, and as, as we think about discovery, the workbench, uh, we'd engage, we'd provide those those login credentials, and the key parts of the platform are one is what we call a data exchange, and so the data exchange is think of it like an Amazon style shopping experience. We've got all our data products listed out there. You can go, you can see the data dictionary, the description, you can get all that information, identify, hey, I'm really interested in these three or four data products to serve my use case. So that's the core of it. We have the ability to sort of upload a portfolio. A lot of our lenders want to obviously apply the analytics to their portfolio. So you have sort of the portfolio upload capability. And then we have our workbench. And the workbench is where sort of the magic happens. We've got, you know, every kind of analytic tool, whether it's R, Python, SQL. Um, and that's where you kind of select what data products you want to work with. And then you work with our data science team in executing a set of use cases. So that's sort of the core of our first iteration of the discovery platform, which is that workbench. And so... You know, it's, it's pretty straightforward and easy to use. Select your products, select your tool, partner with our, our, uh, our data science team and get that output. Really exciting. Well, let's dive into some of the specifics, right? So the first one I wanted to talk about, um, the new pre-built solution offered by the discovery platform is market share. So tell me what, you know, I mean, it sounds like it's self-explanatory, but I think there's a lot here. Yeah. And so, you know, we've been evolving the discovery platform. The first iteration of the discovery platform was that workbench, what I was just talking about. And I think we had the real realization that, um, uh, you know, we were very quick in driving insights, but we'd love to have for those most common use cases, right? They're the most common use cases. We'd love to have the ability to make it even easier. We've made it much easier where you can work with our data science team to get those outputs. But now for those most common use cases, imagine the ability to literally click, make a few clicks to the mouse and get it out. But that's what we're doing with this next evolution of discovery called Discovery Solutions. So uh, we've launched with a number of use cases in the, in the, in the mortgage market, targeted those most common and most critical insights. We can get that insight with a few clicks to the mouse. Now you'd ask about market share. Market share is one of those use cases that we have under this broad umbrella of competitive positioning. How am I positioned vis-a-vis of my competitors? And so Market share, as you, as you might imagine, is, is, is just that. You have the ability to go in and at a granular level understand your market share. So you can go geographically very granular. I can look at CBSA, county, state, um, and then you can go granular by mortgage type and loan type. You can focus on refi versus purchase. You can do FHA versus conventional. Um, and then what it's going to do is you're going to see uh, market share uh, at a very granular level. So that's sort of one critical aspect of competitive position is just the ability to understand market share at a granular level. 
So before we go into some of the other, you know, pre-built solutions, why don't you tell, you know, what is, what is this data based on? What kinds of data are being fed into the discovery platform so that you can get these insights? Where does that data come from? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I mean, one, the short answer is that, you know, it's, it's, um, it's all the core logics data, right? And so, um, a lot of it is, is you know, the, the core of our, our data starts with public record. So, you know, we're going out to 3,200 counties, getting all the county recorder data around owner transfers, all mortgages. We've got all the tax assessor information. Um, so that's the core of it is public record. We're overlaying a lot of other interesting data, whether it be, you know, MLS data, uh, other type of data that we're bringing to bear on this. But sort of the core of it is that that public record data that we're we're direct sourcing, we're going out to county and bringing all, all that in. Yeah, it's it's impressive. So we we talked about market share. What about prospect marketing? Yeah, so I mean, you know, we you know, obviously in a in a very challenged mortgage market, we know we're at generational lows. Effectively, management is is critical. And so we've got a couple offerings in that space. Uh, what is more of your traditional prospecting, where you have the ability to go out as a lender and say, you know. And one, it starts with what kind of inquiry do you want to do on prospecting? Is this a rebuy, a purchase, a home equity? And then we're going to overlay a bunch of your traditional buy box or eligibility criteria so you can filter in on you know, certain geographies, certain LTV ranges. So define your buy box, begin to sort of start selecting those filters. And then we're going to bring, get, bring together some of the propensity data. You know, we've got CoreLogic has a fantastic science and analytics team. And so we do a lot of propensity modeling, which these customers can have a higher propensity to want to rebuy or purchase or something like that. And so it's a blend of propensity, whether it's traditional propensity models or, or even things like uh, like home shoppers, understanding home shoppers is bringing rid of the propensity, the eligibility and an easy to use tool to generate those lead lists. And that's what's critical to sort of effectively management. I love that. As you said, in this uh, particular market, that's just an invaluable tool for lenders to be able to really see, you know, the specific buy box criteria, not just like, oh, you know, this person or, oh, you know, we've got this name and an address, right? We're we're getting very much more granular than that. And and, and like I said, we can be incredibly granular. You know, I can tell you current loan to value, geography, what is their current loan type? All these different things um, can really allow you to hone it and the overlay propensity. And that's really powerful. If you got propensity plus granular buy box criteria, you can be very efficient in prospecting. Let's talk about loss leads and payoff. Really, really interesting data you have there. What does that look like? Yeah, so those, that gets at the, this whole concept of around competitive positioning. You want to know as a lender, if you had a lead, you have an app and you don't close it, um, who's getting it? And, and similar, sort of the same thing with the payoff. You've got somebody in your servicing portfolio, they lead your portfolio. Who's getting that? Who's getting that loan? And so what we do is um, this is where, you know, we work with our with our lender, uh, our lender clients. We'll get we'll get lists from them. The discovery platform does offer self-service uploads. You upload, you know, you've got your apps you didn't close, upload them to the discovery platform. What we're going to do is we're going to take that information, the date, and we're going to reach into the public record data and say, what happened subsequent to them not closing with you? What lender got it? What kind of loan product did they get? What was the loan amount? And so we can do that and deliver a really cool visualization. So you can step back and say, wow. And then we can slice it, dice it at a very granular level, whether it be, you know, by geography, et cetera. And so now as a lender, you can say, who's beating me in Orange County, California? Who are my top competitors there? And what loan products are they getting? Subsequent, same thing with payoff, uh, the ability to say, who's, who's taking my customers? And so um, paired with market share, it allows you to say, 
wow, who are my closest competitors? Who's beating me? And then you can start asking those questions. Why? Is it pricing? Is it distribution? What is it that's driving uh, these competitors beating me? So, um, you know, it's it's central to that. That's incredible. I mean, just to, to, to be able to know that, I mean, in, in any industry, if you had that sort of competitive information, right? And the fact that you guys can do that and, and a company doesn't, I mean, how would an individual lender be able to do that without this kind of data to back it up? You know, it's, you know, we've done it in, it can be, it can be done, but it's analytically very difficult, right? Because you have to, you know, you have to take this lead list that you have, these apps that you didn't close, um, you have to take it and then be able to match it to public record. And then that's not straightforward. And then you have to define certain boundaries around how far do I want to look out, what data to bring back. And so, you know, it's, it certainly can be done in a, in a bespoke analytical way, but it's, it's challenging to do, requires a ton of data. And I think CoreLogic's good at this because one, we're really good at taking addresses and, and coming up with, you know, our, our, our clip ID, our, our, our property ID, matching that to public record and pulling back what happened. So um, it's analytically very complicated. And as a lender to do this on your own, you'd have to buy a bunch of data products. You'd have to have that analyst write a very a fairly complicated set of queries to do that. And then you have to build a visualization. It, all those things are you know, it, it takes time with us, a, you know, a few clicks of a mouse and I can turn, I can give you self-service upload, query response, as well as a visualization. So. Right. Even if a lender did that, then that data would be stale pretty quick. So the fact that they would have to repeat the process with new data all the time, you know, tell me about CoreLogic data. How fresh is it? What, what kind of data is being put in? And, and that's a great point. So, I mean, one is, you know, when, when we've seen lenders do this in the past, they, they might be able to sort of cobble it together, but then it's not going to be very fresh. They might have a monthly reporting cycle, uh, et cetera. You know, we're, we have some of the freshest data in the business. You know, we're going direct to source. We're going direct to the county recorders. Um, most of our data is uh, we're going to most county recorders more than, more than at least one, one to five times a week. So our source data is incredibly fresh. It's the most current data in the business. And then the way the discovery platform works is we do have these automated pipelines that are refreshing data uh, at a minimum on a weekly basis. And then the way these the, the, these prepackaged solutions work is that they're automa- automatically being updated. And so you were getting the freshest looks uh, at the data, whereas even if you could do it yourself, I suspect your own sort of the clients or excuse me, the lenders, internal analytics team might be doing something, you know, a month or two after the fact. Right. And so we're we're. It's very fresh from these prepackaged solutions. So let's talk about collateral risk. This is something that is, you know, very important for lenders to know. How does CoreLogic help here? Yeah, you know, we're, we're getting to that point in the cycle where collateral risk is, is becoming progressively more important, especially looking at potential home price declines. And so what we've done with the collateral risk product is to bring to bear the most important aspects of collateral, collateral risk. And so what we're going to do at a granular level, and so you could upload your portfolio or you can just look at it at, at a, a granular geographic level, but we're going to look at HPI, the HPI trend and the HPI forecast. We're going to look at CoreLogic's market risk indicators, which are basically, hey, what what's the chance that you'll see a 10% decline in this CDSA in the next uh, six months? And then we're also doing the current loan to value. And so we're able to do the current loan to value of all loans in a given region. So the most important part of collateral risk is a borrower's willingness to pay. And so we're seeing a lot of, uh, if you're seeing HPI declines, HPI forecast declines, that market risk indicator 
flashing red, and you're starting to see that that current loan to value creeping up, getting into the underwater territory, um, then that's certain, certainly a signal to to lenders to uh, potentially you know evaluate their their policies, uh, their, their their lending policies, their lending guidelines, potentially maybe proactively manage their servicing portfolio. But so critical to that is just um, again real estate. The trajectory of real estate, what does that mean around, especially around current loan to value and a borrower's willingness to pay, right? And we saw in the last cycle, ultimately, defaults are a function of willingness to pay and ability to pay. We're really dr- delivering on that willingness to pay. What is the current loan to value? What is the HPA forecast? And, uh, you know, if you start seeing, you know, lots of underwater loans, you're going to be in a ton of pressure. And that's what this is intended to, to, intended to look at. You know, information is power, especially when it comes to uh, collateral risk. And as you said, where we are in the cycle. So very interesting. Another thing that we're seeing a lot of interest from because of the kind of market that we're in is affordable housing and the opportunity uh, for affordable housing for lenders to expand their affordable housing lending or, or, or go into different areas. Tell us what, how the uh, CoreLogic Discovery platform helps there. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Sarah. You know, affordable housing is important for a whole range of reasons. Um, uh, you know, compliance reasons, um, just sort of good business practice reasons. And so what we've done is we've created a prepackaged solution to allow you to benchmark yourself, uh, along, uh, these low to moderate income census tracks. And so we've overlaid our data, uh, you know, every census track we've tagged with the low to moderate income indicators. And so you can kind of reach in and see, um, you know, pick a, pick an area. Uh, look at those low to moderate consensus tracks, see who are the top lenders, who are the top loan officers, what is the product mix? And so it allows you as a lender to say, how am I doing in these, these uh, low to moderate consensus tracks? Who's winning and why? And it, and it tees up, you know, potential opportunities. Maybe these top loan officers are the ones that are really driving, driving volume in those low to moderate consensus tracks. So it's, again, it's a great benchmarking tool. How am I doing? But it also begins to suggest, how should I position myself competitively to you know, basically enable more credit to flow to low to moderate income areas? You know, this next area is something that we I've done a whole podcast on because and I think each of these we could we could go into so much detail, but climate risk. Right. And CoreLogic is really on the forefront of understanding climate risk and, and getting information about climate risk in a way that makes sense, you know, in, in a way that people need to know to run their business. So tell us about that part. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think climate risk really rounds out our, our set of use cases around risk and compliance. We talked about low to moderate income. We talked about, um, you know, collateral risk. Climate risk is sort of that third pole there that really gets the physical risk uh, as it relates to, uh, to a lender's portfolio. And so uh, with climate risk, um, you know, what we're doing on, you know, every parcel in the United States is we're modeling out the climate risk across a whole range of perils. And so we're looking at, you know, every type of whether it be, you know, earthquake, um, uh, earthquake, hurricane, all the different perils, um, we're going to model out what that risk is. And I think CoreLogic is different for a number of reasons. One, we're going to model out that risk um, because we we understand what is the reconstruction cost of those houses. We can translate that risk into an actual estimated loss. And then what we've done is using, you know, uh, various sort of UN climate projections is we're able to forecast that forward 25 and 30 years. So we can give you at a parcel level, based on UN climate sort of uh, inputs, if you will, model out what is the risk by a whole range of perils, but also tell you what is the estimated loss because we understand the reconstruction costs. And it's sort of a fantastic tool, um, you know, for 
a whole variety of stakeholders understand risk, physical risk vis-a-vis that house, whether you're, you know, the government or, you know, we're starting to see that with lenders. And I think it'll be a question of how the regulatory environment evolves. But it's, uh, you know, if you're, it, it, it's a physical risk, an important part of collateral risk. And I think we've got the tool that really enables that modeling because it's at a parcel level and importantly, it's going to get to that estimated loss. So we do see this becoming part of a broader regulatory regime around sort of, you know, a collateral risk, physical risk, et cetera. I think that parcel level is important. The granularity of the climate data that you have, at least when I was looking at the discovery platform uh, several months ago, it was unbelievable because you might have really different risk on different you know, houses or buildings or parcels right next to each other uh, on a, on a street, you might have one, one has this risk, one has this. I mean, it's very specific and it's hard to even uh, explain how granular it is because you guys can look at so many factors. And and that's a great point. So a lot of people are doing uh, climate risk at a much more uh, aggregated basis, but we understand the house like nobody does. And so to your point, you can have two homes next to each other with very different climate risk because you've got a different first floor height. Um, you might have a home that was built in 1950 uh, with a much higher climate risk that one was just rebuilt in 2018 with sort of under a new set of requirements with a different a different first floor height. And so we're going to bring to bear specific property features and characteristics to go in our modeling. And that's sort of central to that, that parcel level analysis. This is literally by parcel, by building, and nobody has an understanding of that data like we do. We, we understand the property characteristics unlike anybody. By virtue, we've got this very big insurance business. This is a bit of an uh, offshoot of our insurance business. We've been modeling, we've been modeling um, uh, hazards for and perils for you know a long, long, long time. That was that's what we did with our, our home insurance clients. And so what we did is we just took that and then to build this climate risk model, we took all that great analytical infrastructure we had and all the great data to build what we think is sort of the best climate risk model out there because of those reasons. Parcel level, it, it includes specific building characteristics, and we understand the reconstruction costs. We can give you an, an estimated loss at a parcel level. So when I was looking at the discovery platform, you guys did this model of a storm that actually came through where I live, which is Dallas-Fort Worth, and you guys were able to see what was going to be affected and how you know, you think about that radar look like, you know, if you're in a storm area, you're looking at the radar and it's like, you know, it's pretty, it, it's not granular, like, okay, here's the purple, really bad stuff coming and it's going to hit me in like 10 minutes. But there's, there's, you know, I mean, that's about as what you can do as a consumer, but you guys were able to narrow in such an amazing way that you could see exactly where the wind was going. You estimate the wind damage down to, you know, something right next to something else. And it was, it was just incredible. Yeah. That, you know, that's our whole sort of weather forensics, our, our reactor suite where we're taking, you know, there's one thing the model, we just talked about sort of modeling out perils with climate. We're, we're going to model it out, but we do have sort of a whole weather forensics suite of analytics and products that allow you when an event does happen, our ability to, to go down to the parcel level and, and do an estimate of damage. We can see, you know, in this case, it was a tornado in the Dallas area. We're going to be able to track the path of that, um, the, the path of that tornado, understand what parcels um, were likely impacted, what the wind speed is at various points of those parcels, and we can estimate likelihood of damage. And that's critical for a whole range of, of use cases, right? You might be, you, you know, you might, you, if you own sort of property, it, it allows you to uh, begin to uh, understand uh, what, what the impact is of property. Then importantly, obviously, if you insure homes, 
to understand what what your likely claims are going to be. And so, um, you know, we've got the the forensics and we've got the model weather. And so, you know, weather is essential to what we do. When we talk about the the pre built solutions, those six that we just went over, who are at, at a lender? What job title is it that usually comes to you and and is the one getting that data from you guys? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think um, you know it's going to the, the persona is going to vary a little bit of, uh, based on sort of the set of use cases. And so I talked a little bit about um, if we're talking about prospecting and competitive positioning, that's going to be more your sort of origination executive, right? How am I how am I competitively positioning loss leads, market share, payoff? How do I efficiently prospect? So you, that's going to be more of your your sales, your marketing, your origination executives. We do work with a lot of sort of the marketing groups within on, on those types. Um, and so we're going to work with those personas. Um, with the pre-built solutions, we don't have to work directly with the data scientists, right? We can go and work with more of a, a, just a regular user, right? And so it can be just a, a regular executive within those groups. Obviously, when it gets to things like low to moderate income, climate risk, uh, collateral risk, that's going to be more your risk and compliance type uh, personas. And, you know, again, with pre-built use cases, uh, you don't need to be the scientist. So what what is a, a recent aha moment that you had a lender have when they were using your discovery platform? That's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think some of it is they were they were shocked that you could even get these types of insights. Right. They're like just the ability to go, wow, I didn't I didn't realize we can go. And it, it was in, market share is one thing that I think people know about. but you talk about things like loss leads and payoffs, um, just ability to know at a granular level what lenders getting it, and then detail about the loan. I think that you get those kind of aha moments, or you know, as you think about collateral risk, just the ability to on a map begin to look at emerging collateral risk and say, "Wow, boy, this is an area that has declining HBI forecasts. We're seeing current loan to value creeping up. We've got X number of homes that are now underwater." I think it's I think it's two things. One that the analytics even exist and they hadn't really thought about that. And the aha is like, wow, I could really use it for this reason. And then two, just giving them a visualized tool to really go and start going like, oh my God, I can just look at the United States and start filtering and see, wow, what are those places that are that that, that might have the biggest collateral risk given HPI trends and, and and underwater trends and things like that. So I think it's just the visualization plus the insights. I really like that you brought up the visualization because, you know, it's one thing to have a spreadsheet and then, you know, you could have all these data insights and, and, you know, compile them, whatever. It's the, it's the data visualization that makes it accessible to somebody who's not a data scientist who doesn't have, you know, like, let me go through these 1.7 million lines of code. You know, it's like, no, you've done all the work for them. And it's like, anybody can look at it and understand what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's critical too. I mean, it's one thing if you create an insight, but you have to make that insight accessible and, you know, as humans, we're, we're visual and, and we're very map driven. So all our insights really start with a map view. And so you can just begin to sort of scan, scan the United States and begin to drill into certain areas and then set various filters. And so you can walk away very quickly and get smart incredibly quickly on who's beating you around lost leads. What are those areas that I need to be worried about from, uh, from let's say, a climate risk perspective or a collateral risk perspective? It's, it's just the ability to, one, generate the insight, but then build the understanding of that insight very, very quickly and leave an indelible mark on an individual, right? I mean, if you look at a spreadsheet, sometimes it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to get that. And like your smoke's coming out of your ears as you're trying to sort of interpret what's happening. 
this is like the insight is, is incredibly easy to absorb and get. So you can get back to working on the implications of that insight. You're not trying to like, you know, figure it out, right? We want to make it, it's all about, I mean, everything about discovery is insights, right? And, and we, we continue to try to get better at it. Where one was like, we're going to take billion records of data and get you an insight with the data scientist. That's great. We've come a long way. But as we get the prepackaged solution, now we're going to the next step where I'm going to give you the ability to, to sort of drill in and out and see that insight on a map. And so now, not only have we gotten the insights quickly, you will learn what that insight is so you can go back to actually planning your business in light of that insight. And also, I mean, then you have um, access to that whenever it's convenient for you and not having to like, I mean, you might be on vacation, you might be, it might be, uh, you know, late at night, it doesn't matter. You you can access that. Data. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not beholden to a reporting team. You're not beholden to, uh, yeah, to, to get that. It's, it's continually refreshed. It's always there. You've got a great visualization and it can build alignment in an organization, right? You're, you, you can, you know, if you if you have an insight and it's visualized and it's easy to understand, well, then you send it around in a meeting. Everyone's like, oh, wow, that is the insight, right? You're not left debating the insight. The insight is clear. Now it's about what do I do about it? Excellent comments right there. Eric, thanks so much for being on. Really interesting to find out more about the Discovery Platform. And I appreciate you sitting down and, and telling me all about it. Well, thank you, Sarah. That was a great discussion. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.